0: Welcome to the Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9.30 a.m. And you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. Well, welcome and good morning. It's good to see you all. Welcome uh, to any guests we have with us and those joining online as well. Over the past couple of weeks together, we have been digging into a letter that was written by the Apostle John. John, the disciple of Jesus, whom we're told in the Gospels, was somehow particularly loved by Jesus. John, this beloved disciple, learned the magnificence and significance of love from his master teacher. And so he wrote about love a lot. He wrote about it love, a lot in his gospel and in three letters that he sent to the churches that he helped plant in the region of Ephesus. John wrote to those disciples who wanted to follow in the way of Jesus, and that includes us who are here this morning today. So we get to listen in on this letter. And two weeks ago, we saw that John instructed his friends in these beloved churches that if they wanted to live a life that was truly marked by the life that's brought to new life by Jesus Christ, it would be a life that was marked by light, that their lights would shine. John says that God is light, and so to keep company with God is to bask in his light and to reflect that light to the world. We're meant to be newly remade, redeemed creatures, creatures of light, not of darkness. We're meant to allow God's light into every part of our lives so that we then shine to others and reflect God's love and grace and mercy. And then last week, we heard John tell his friends that to walk in the new life that Jesus Christ invites us to walk in is also to live a life steeped in love. Dear friends, John writes, Since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And so because God loved us, we're meant to love others. We're motivated. We're bound to love those around us. And in the way God loved us, we're meant to love others with sacrifice and humility. And God gives us his spirit to empower us to do just that. John says, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us. And his love is made complete in us. We saw last week that sometimes this... This God-styled love means we make a monumental sacrifice, but more often, it doesn't. More often, this kind of love looks like taking on a posture of humility. So we find ourselves making relatively small and incremental sacrifices on behalf of the people around us, in deference to others, as a reflection of God's love for us. And then in the very next verse, John tells his friends this, This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. God has given us a bit of his spirit as part of God's legacy in our own lives. John tells his readers, including us, that everything that God is, we are intended as his children to become more like. God is light. And so Jesus told his disciples, you are the light of the world. You're meant to shine and reflect God's light. God is love, and we're called and empowered by God's spirit to love God's other children. God is spirit, and God gives us a bit of his own spirit as a lasting legacy within us. This spirit that the Apostle Paul calls a seal and a deposit, marking us as belonging to God And as people who are guaranteed that God's promises will fully come to pass in our own lives. So God in his kingdom plan to share his grace, his love, his salvation with the people he created, with the world he knows, leaves us as his legacy in this world. He leaves us as those who will reflect his light, who will drip with his love, and who are sealed with his Holy Spirit. When I think about people who have left a legacy in my own life, I think first of my parents, and on this Mother's Day, I'm sure that many of us are reflecting on our moms, thinking about the legacy they have left with us, the way they have molded us and shaped our lives, the imprint they've left on us. We think about those of us who have, those who have mothered us, nurtured us in some way in our lives, perhaps even without any biological connection. We think of the people who have poured care and love into our lives, who have parented us in some way. We know that there are people who have profoundly shaped our lives and have left their legacy in us. Jesus came so that he might leave his legacy in us as well. And he calls us to become a legacy, a blessing to the people around us. Jesus came so that he might make a lasting and eternal impact in our lives. We look to him as the founder of our faith, the one who profoundly transforms us from the inside out. And we also see a lineage of other faithful folks, from the time of Jesus down through others who shaped others to those who shape our own lives. God calls us now to leave a lasting legacy in the lives of those who will come after us. This is one thing I love about the Covenant Kids Congo ministry, that we get to make a difference in the life of someone that we we may never meet this side of heaven. We get to invest in the life of someone who will come after us, and we get to be blessed by their lives as they share theirs with us as well. In John's first letter to the churches he planted and nurtured and loved, these churches that were very much a part of John's own legacy, he begins what we have in our Bibles as chapter 5 like this. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well, meaning Jesus. Everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. John tells us that part of our legacy that we have as Christians as followers of Jesus, is that we've been given the ability to overcome the world. It's not a power that's meant to to triumph over the world in a way of dominion, but it's a gift of faith that allows us, beyond our own abilities, to overcome the challenges and temptations, the hardships and opposition of the world. John points us to Jesus as our example And says that Jesus came into this world by water and by blood. And John's implying here that Jesus walked through the waters of baptism as he began his fruitful ministry. Ministry that changed lives and changed the world. But he says Jesus also came by blood. He came in flesh and blood and was willing to lay down both. To allow his flesh to be nailed to a cross and his blood to be spilled so that we might be saved and so the world might be truly transformed. This is the legacy of Jesus. And John says the same Holy Spirit who testifies truthfully about all these things animates the life of the believer and grants the gift of faith and the power to leave a lasting legacy. And John goes on to describe the Spirit's truthful witness. This is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. It's as if John is saying to his readers, you want to know what I mean by a lasting legacy? How about eternal life? A legacy that truly lasts, this gift of God's son, the gift of eternal life to all who believe in his name. Through Jesus, God does something, leaves a legacy in us with eternal consequences. And John wants to make sure that we don't miss it. He says, this is why I'm taking the time to write these things down and send them to you in a letter. I want you to know, to know that you have eternal life and that God, the Father of our Savior, is your Father as well. And so you can approach him in full confidence that he will receive you and that he will hear you as his beloved child. And just as God's light is something that we're meant to shine as his followers, Just as God's love is something that we're meant to share, God's legacy in us is something that we are meant to leave behind to those who will come after us. Our love for other people can't quite be like the love of Jesus. It won't save the souls of people. But we can lead lives marked by loving sacrifice, modeled after the life of our teacher. Lives poured out in big and in small ways on behalf of other people. In the same way, we can't leave a legacy of eternal life in another person, but we can be used by God to point other people toward the eternal life that we ourselves have been given. John moves toward the conclusion of his letter with these words. He says, we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true by being in his son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. God has given us, John reminds us, the legacy of the Holy Spirit who gives us the gift of understanding. This is the truth and the gift that we are meant to pass on to others. If we have placed our faith in Jesus Christ, if we are in him, as John writes then we are children of God because of the love of God. We're meant to embrace that gift with childlike enthusiasm, but we're meant to share it as well because we're not just little kids with nothing to do but play. God has given us a job. He's made us heirs, co-heirs with Jesus himself, called to leave a legacy of faithfulness, of winsome winsome testimony, to the kind of life that will point people to God and draw them toward his son, Jesus. And so I've been thinking, what might that legacy look like? If we want to leave behind a legacy of faithful witness to the people around us, what might that look like? A legacy that would point people toward God, toward an understanding of the truth of the eternal things of God. I'm convinced it'll be important for us to remember as people who leave a legacy that as people of the truth, it won't necessarily mean we have all the right answers and are always right. People of truth are not necessarily always right. We're told that God's spirit leads us in the way of truth. And we know that as we ask God questions, he doesn't necessarily always answer them. And so we might not be able to answer every question we're given as well. We may not turn out as God's people to be these know-it-alls who know it all. God calls us to leave a legacy of powerful truth and not to leave behind a reputation for snooty superiority. As Christians, we follow a Savior who claimed to be the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus invites us to walk in the way that, that he walked, that he pioneered, Jesus invites us to accept the truth that he reveals about the Father and to embrace the life he offers. And wrapped up in all of that is the fact that we follow a master who walked in the way of humility, even though he knew everything. Jesus gave his followers all the answers they needed, but it wasn't always all the answers they wanted. And so the legacy that Jesus left for us and leaves in us is the power to work toward making things right in God's kingdom, not necessarily the ability to always be right. Dr. Gary Burge is the scholar and theologian and Bible commentator that I've been uh, quoting throughout this series, and he writes this in the context of John chapter 5. He says, John makes clear our hope. Jesus Christ has penetrated the world he has worked as saboteur, undermining the systems of this world and reversing its possibilities. John describes the work of Christ as bringing knowledge, but this is not simply intellectual enlightenment. Christian knowledge is focused on genuine reality. We do not, nearly know, we do not merely know truth, rather we know him who is true. To be in the truth is not just about being right but about sharing in true reality rather than in the falsehood in which this world is immersed. He who is true is the fully divine Christ. To miss him is to miss God himself, end of quote. And so this is the legacy that we have been empowered and invited to leave behind as followers of Jesus Christ, to be people who point to Jesus with our words and with our lives. Don't miss him, our lives should say. He's right here. Take a look. Our lives are meant to drip with the residue of our having come to know him who is true, Jesus Christ. The world needs the legacy and testimony of our transformed lives, not just our right and bright ideas. The world needs to see people who are continually opening themselves up to the ongoing transforming power of God's Spirit in our lives, to open ourselves up to the, the beautiful but often challenging work of metamorphosis that God longs to do in us, to transform us from the inside out by the power of the Holy Spirit. John wrote these letters knowing that following the way of Jesus is not always easy, He knew that his sisters and brothers in his beloved churches were facing challenges and pressure from the outside world pressing in, but also from the inside as divisions were growing. And so John wrote a letter and shared his concerns, and he pulled no punches. But all of his concerns and all his words of instruction, all of his encouragements were aimed at one thing. He wanted to build in these churches one thing, and that was believers who would be strengthened in their faith in Christ, whose vision of their Lord and Savior was so clear that their spirit-empowered faith, their diligent prayers, their righteous lives, their humble acts would leave a tangible legacy in a world around them that was marked by so little faith, so much prayerlessness, and so little righteousness. And our world today is not much different. We see a world that needs believers, followers of Jesus, who are leaving a legacy of light and love, who live lives restored to what is right and righteous by the work of God, who look to God for everything, and who have discovered his love and grace and power who have come to know him who is true. By the grace of God at work in our lives, it's my prayer that we would be people who lead lead these kinds of lives and leave this kind of legacy. Would you join me in prayer? God of light and God of love, we thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit who leads us into truth. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who rescues us from sin and death, and who is himself the way and the truth. Thank you, Father, for people in our own lives who have left an imprint for good, a lasting legacy, people who have shaped our lives and our faith. God, would you make us people whose own legacies are rich and fruitful for your kingdom, Help us to be faithful, to point others to you, to be able to give a reason for the hope that we have through your son, Jesus. We ask this in his name, amen.